So remember how shocked and horrified we were last summer when gas prices around Metro Vancouver got up to about, what, $2.40 a litre? $2.40 a litre? Well, our next guest says, brace yourselves, boys and girls, because this coming summer, it's likely to get a little beyond that. As we say good morning to Paul Pasco, joining us from Calgary this morning. Mr. Pasco is a principal consultant with the retail analytics platform Calibrate. Paul Pasco, good morning and welcome. Morning, Good to have you with us, Paul. It's uh, not a great news story that you have for us, but I suppose being prepared helps remove some of the sticker shock when it finally rolls around. The price of gas this morning, by the way, Paul, up three cents from yesterday. It was 182 yesterday. It's 185.9 per liter in uh, Metro Vancouver. Just for curiosity, what's the price of a liter of gas in Calgary today, Paul? Uh, it, it has been climbing here recently as well. I believe when I was out and about yesterday, I was seeing about a dollar thirty-four, dollar thirty-five a liter. Yeah. Well, of course, there's the difference right there—the Alberta BC difference. Ouch! Already. Yeah. So, why on earth are you feeling as comfortable you as you are in late January to predict record high beyond the record highs we saw last summer uh, prices again this summer? What are the factors, Paul? Uh, probably the largest driving factor is going to be refinery outage and maintenance. So a, a large number of refineries last summer delayed doing some scheduled maintenance, turnaround work. Um, just with gas prices being so good, the the refining margins were so great that they did not go down. But they can only delay this work for so long, and now they're going to be required to go down this year. They have to. So starting in May, we're going to see greater planned outages, but far greater volume of planned outages than we saw last summer. So our, our ability to tolerate any global events is, is going to be out the window and the price of crude is going to continue to climb. There's there's not really any factors in the market right now and unless China were to completely collapse that can pull that price of crude back downwards. Well, that's interesting because you're saying there's going to be a reduced supply because of refinery capacity this summer and yet last summer when we were hovering at about 240 a litre here, Paul, we were convinced at that time it was about supply and demand and supply was low. Uh, supply was low, and, and this is the thing. We're going to have even less supply, and, and as we've you know, slowly crept forward, demand has, has done nothing but increase. So it, it's, it's each year demand is a little bit higher than it was the year before. Okay. Now, what are the other factors that, I mean, of course, it, it's a, it, the, the price of a barrel of oil is a, is a world it's a global price, and of course, the Canadian price of a barrel oil is a, a discounted from that global price. But uh, the factors that determine the price of oil do—it's uh, about global supply, not just what's available to us here in North America, right? It, it is, and you know, we're we're starting to see. I mean, the world has accommodated what's happened to Russia, but it's made the, the current sources maybe a little more expensive. We're having to ship oil further. There's there's more avenues open too for our products now that now that Russia isn't feeding as much of Europe, Europe is looking to buy from other sources and and now you start to compete with what the Europeans are willing to pay and and I, I'm sure there's there's some European countries that'd be very happy to pay a dollar sixty yeah. for gasoline. So uh, and you know this is a really negative conversation so early in the yeah. day, but you know the folks at Deloitte are predicting a recession for 2023 here in Canada, not a heavy nasty one, but they are predicting a recession. What mm-hmm. if that unfolds as Deloitte is predicting, and they're pretty accurate? What impact, if any, would that have on oil prices or gas prices, Paul? So far, what we're seeing is, I mean, that recession's already been priced into the market. That's okay. why we were so so fortunate to see some of the lower prices that we saw over Christmas was sort of global markets accommodating that recession. But what we're what's counterbalancing that on the global market is that China has dropped all of their policies. 
they're starting to purchase a lot more oil and and a lot of people are thinking that China is going to use this opportunity to refine a lot of oil, sell it into Europe, which is just going to increase the China demand. So while it's great that they're adding product on the refined side, they're going to increase their demand on the raw side and then it's going to be a net balancing. So to date so far, China's China's demand and the recovery in China is balancing the recession outlook. And, and my thoughts are that by about August or so, we're going to see the recession outlook starting to leave the market and the market's going to start looking forward to the recovery and coming back out of that in the following January or so. Mm-hmm. I, I simply don't know the answer to this, and you're the, the professional in this conversation. We know that the Trans Mountain Pipeline twinning project is underway between Alberta and British Columbia. What's the status of that? Is there any? Are we anywhere close to having more supply simply be, being made available through the pipeline? It, it, we're getting closer. Um, I, I'm not fully up to date on the on where we are right now. When I'd last taken an update on that pipeline, I, I, I felt like January 2024 is when we'll see that pipeline come in. Okay. But even with that, even with that pipeline coming in, it, it will open up an avenue for some fresh new refined product to get delivered to the West Coast. But that's largely an export planned pipeline, so it's it's going to allow more crude to be shipped to. Asian destinations from the West Coast of Canada. So as far as prices, in terms of expectations, now gas to just overnight here on the West Coast, Paul is up three cents a liter, and that's, you know, that's kind of, you have a little variance, uh, up uh, five cents up and down one way or another, you tend not to notice, except two weeks ago, it was in the 160s, now it's in the mid-180s. Is this the beginning, or will we see possible uh, hills and valleys in pricing going forward? I would expect some hills and valleys, but this this sort of rise in pricing would have been expected over the two to three weeks prior. We saw the price of crude rise 10%, and in sort of in kind, we see a few weeks later, we see the price of gasoline rise about 10%. Right. So again, uh, as we factor, and it's January is a great time to do this. A lot of people stuck in in in, in winter uh, environments start planning summer holidays well in advance. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, if you know gas is likely to be about two fifty a liter by the time your vacation rolls around, you should probably plan for that, right? That that's exactly what I mean. That's personally what I'm doing. I'm I'm accounting for the fact that my summer driving is probably going to cost me ten to fifteen percent more than it did last year and then start making budget changes now so that I can I can keep doing some of the larger travel events that I wanted to do. Well, I appreciate your advice this early in the game as far as 2023 goes, Paul, because that sort of planning actually will be very helpful as we as we approach the fun time of the year. Thanks for exactly. so much for doing this with us today. It's good to have you on the show. No problem. Have a great day. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance (laughs) recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.